everybody. <laughs> um, thank you for that introduction, Dr. Nelson. It is absolutely unbelievable and such an honor to be standing up here speaking to you all today. In the four years that I've been here, I can honestly say that I would have never imagined that I would be the person standing up here speaking in chapel. With that being said, bear with me because the longest speech I've ever given was a five minute presentation with a group. So we'll be going through this together. <laughs> I know many of you in the crowd, especially the softball team right in front of me, um, but there's still a few of you that I've never met. So I would like to introduce or reintroduce myself to you all. My name is Nicola Fish, and I'm a senior psychology major here at Northwest. I grew up in a small town of Spanaway, Washington, with my two loving parents and my incredibly brilliant and sometimes annoying brother and sister. My childhood was spent camping, spending quality time with family, and waiting until I turned into the next Hannah Montana. I would soon find out that just because I was born the same day as Miley Cyrus, it did not mean that I would have the same level of talent as her. I did not grow up in a typical Christian household. For instance, I didn't attend church regularly, and if I did attend, it was Sunday school at my grandma's, AKA watching VeggieTales and eating candy. That being said, my time at church attendance slowed even more so when I was introduced to the world of select softball. My Sundays were turned into championship Sundays, and those weekends without tournaments, I would be practicing every Sunday morning, getting ready for the next competition. I grew up telling everyone that I was a Christian, without truly knowing what Christianity meant. I was never taught the proper way to pray. I had a children's Bible, but could not really tell you any stories within it. Um, my family did, however, bless our food before every meal with a quick and simple, dear Lord, thank you for this food that we're about to eat, amen. That was the extent of prayer I knew growing up. So flash forward a few years, and here I am deciding what college I wanted to attend and play at. I was approached by the previous NU softball coach and was offered a spot. The other schools that I had offers from were from across the country and, and had offered less money. So I could have my parents at every game and have less debt? I said, sign me up. <laughs> when I was asked about the religious, when I had asked about the religious views of the school, the previous coach answered with a simple, oh, don't worry, it's religious, but it's not overwhelming. To be honest, the first week of orientation was the most overwhelming and terrifying week of my life. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like a fraud in a place that was supposed to be the best four years of my life. I was bombarded with rules and expectations that I had never known nor followed. My friends from high school felt culture shock going to frat parties, whereas I felt incredible anxiety and culture shock just going to chapel sometimes. Everyone was so far ahead of me in their faith journey, it felt almost embarrassing. I was struggling to adapt to college life, and the extra imposter syndrome that I felt with the religious aspect was almost debilitating. So if I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my background, I also need to tell you about one of the most important parts of my life. If you know me, you know how important my family and friends are. I thrive off of having connections and conversations with my people. I live for those moments where I can sit in a room with my closest friends and talk about the most random and chaotic things. At the head of my family are my two wonderful parents, Ken and Brandy Fish. My mom is actually in the crowd right now, so can we get a big round of applause for her? <laughs> okay, now back to me, back to me. My parents are the kind of people that I aspire to be when I grow up. Not only have they continuously supported me throughout every aspect of my life, but they have also worked so hard to provide my siblings and I with everything that we could have ever wanted. 
They are relentlessly selfless and caring. And just between you and I, my dad is one of the funniest and most caring person I know. His humor, work ethic, loyalty, and family-oriented personality is something that I look up to on a daily basis. My mother is the definition of a servant's heart. She is caring, selfless, and continuously looks for the positives in any given situation. Her sentimental and loving heart has influenced me so much in my daily life. I just want to thank you both for being there, even when I wasn't there for myself. Next up is my lovely and beautiful grandma, who also happens to be in the building today. So one more round of applause. <laughs> this is the person who introduced me to Jesus, and she's made me a better person because of it. It has been amazing and so special to grow up with her by my side. From grandma school to driving me all over the state for practices, I just wanna thank you for always helping, supporting, feeding, and loving me. Also, I wanna give some recognition to my two siblings. My older brother, Douglas, is so incredibly wise beyond his years. His servant heart, much like my mom's, is also something I looked up to, as he always makes sure that my grandma is well taken care of. My sister, Kaylee, is my best friend, and she happened to surprise me today, flying in from Texas, so one more round of applause. <laughs> I know that I can call her no matter the time, and she will always be there to listen. She is the most dedicated and devoted human that I know. Her heart to help others is seen in her actions, her intentions, and in her values. She is the epitome of a role model, and I cannot wait to be by her side as she continues to grow. Last but certainly not least are my friends. These beautiful people shown are the ones that have seen me at my best and my worst. I've been so grateful to have met so many wonderful humans on and off the field here at NU. Every day of my life is filled with laughter and joy just because of them. They make me feel welcomed. I feel seen with these people and I feel so loved. Coming in my freshman year, I was petrified that I would not find friends similar to the few that I had back home. But now I know that I've found so much more. These are the people that have helped me to transition into an independent woman. <laughs> they have helped me to learn how to love myself, how to better love others, and how to love Jesus. I'm so excited for their futures and to see where they all end up, mostly so I can come visit and bug them all the time though. I just wanted to also give a special shout out to some of my closest friends, Samantha Paricio, Jessica Noons, and Ashley Carter, for their unwavering love, grace, and friendship. See, these are the people that I tend to run to when I have my never-ending questions about faith. And they have always met me with no judgment, patience, and invaluable information to help me find my own answers within my journey. They not only are constantly exuding God's light and love in every setting, but they also have been the best representatives of people who live out their life through Christ. John 15, 12 through 13 states, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Okay, let's get into some juicy stuff. I told myself that if I agreed to this speech, I would be honest about my experience and time here. To be blunt, the first year was one of the hardest years of my life. My faith journey, which I didn't even know where to begin working on, felt like it was thrown out the window and hit by a car. I look back on my freshman year and think of all the times that I felt like I had to lie or cover my true feelings just to feel some sort of belonging. If I could go back to 18-year-old me, I would tell her to be honest with herself and with those around her. 
I would want her to know it's okay to not know the answers and to feel comfortable asking the questions. Now you might be wondering, Nicola, how did you deal with all this stress and come out so amazing? <laughs> well, let me tell you, it took a lot of work. I came into school as a marketing major, and no offense to any business people in the building, sorry, Jordo, but that was simply not for me. I did, however, take a general psychology course the fall of my freshman year and fell in love with it. So much so that I spent the next semester fixating on how to apply the content that I had learned in classes into my everyday life. Soon into my freshman year, I gave in and switched majors. Changing to a major that was fulfilling and interesting to me made my experience at NU so much better. I was able to introspectively reflect on my faith and application papers with no fear of my peers judging me. I felt, dig I felt comfortable digging into what made my faith my own. The beautiful thing about Jesus is our relationship with him is unique and special depending on the person. No two relationships are the same, and my faith journey is different than all of yours, and that's okay. It took me a long time to understand and accept that. Okay, so I've changed my major, and I'm feeling excited and interested in my studies. This, however, didn't take away the shock and anxiety that came with the social life here at NU for me. Of course, I had a built-in group of friends with softball, which was definitely a plus, and my freshman year, all of my teammates that were in my same class lived on the same floor. But I was still nervous that they would look down on me for my views and where I was at with my faith journey. I deflected conversations about religion and views in fear for a while, until eventually I caved and started to speak about my story. To deal with this fear, I had to face it head on. I had to be honest, even though I was petrified of, of the potential of rejection. However, my beautiful and loving friends all accepted me where I was, and to this day, I have talked their ears off constantly about my questions. Being in those vulnerable moments allowed for my friendships with them to deepen and grow, and now I consider those lovely people my sisters. I encourage you all to have these open conversations because you never know where they may take you. Now, one of the most impactful times in my life in terms of my faith has come from the softball devotionals. I have already spoken a little bit about the wonderful group of women that I have gotten to know through softball, but it has become so much more than that. Every year, I have gotten to meet and connect with my fellow teammates and friends in a safe and comfortable environment. I feel like these devotionals are where my faith journey truly began. I don't know if any of you have found a group of people to share your deepest insecurities, fears, or hopes and aspirations with. If not, I highly recommend it. Because I used to look at chapel as a chore, just another thing to tick off the list. However, the devotional time with some of my closest people has enabled me to explore my own ideas about Christianity. While the Bible courses here were very beneficial, I had an incredibly difficult time resonating and connecting with the material. The devotionals with softball not only gave me biblical context, but allowed for me to connect it to my own life. In times of uncertainty and anxiety, find people whom you can depend on in any given situation. Find people who will uplift you when you are down, to push you in times of struggle and pain. Find people who will enlighten you and show you different perspectives than your own. This term uncertain is defined as not completely confident or sure of something. Can I have a show of hands of how many people have ever felt this way in their life? Nice, me too. <laughs> I know I've dealt with so much uncertainty in my life. I mean, even just this morning, I was uncertain about what kind of coffee I should get before I came. Uncertainty seems to meet us at every corner. Sometimes it's a minuscule feeling, and other times it's met with a life-changing decision. God likes to test us in these times, doesn't he? 
What is right and wrong seems so easy on paper, but in real life, there are so many more possible complications. As I mentioned prior, I'm a student athlete on the softball team here. Speaking of which, come on out on Friday and Saturday for senior weekend. <laughs> Anyways, back to the speech. As a student athlete, I deal with so much uncertainty and anxiety all the time. In season, I can miss up to 15 school days just for games. That's 15 days where I'm outside of the classroom and not learning the information in the same environment as my peers. On top of that, we practice five days a week, two to three hours a day, depending, not even including weights or conditioning. Also, on top of all that, our field is a 20-minute drive away from campus, depending on traffic. But what I'm trying to get across here is that I have a very limited amount of time to study and socialize with people outside of my softball team. While I'm very grateful for the sport and the opportunities that it's given me, this leads to a lot of uncertainty when it comes to studying time with an added increase in pressure for academic excellence. Let me tell you guys, I have spent countless hours with sleepless nights studying at HSC in my practice clothes, preparing for an exam the next day. And you know what? I still feel so uncertain about what grade I'm gonna get back no matter what. <laughs> These feelings of uncertainty and self-doubt are emotionally, spiritually, and mentally draining. There are only so many things within our lives that we can control. COVID, for example, took so many pieces of our lives out of control. Our routines, our living accommodations, the ability to even walk into a grocery store were all taken away while each day, while each day was met with more and more uncertainty about the well-being of our family and peers. Each person has a different threshold for uncertainty. So how can we combat these feelings? Who can we look to? Notice how I said who. Psalm 29:11 reads, the Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. Jesus is our refuge in times of uncertainty. He is the calm to the storm. And those, and those feelings of uncertainty, meet with him and express where you're at. Relinquish those feelings of confusion and fear to him. Let him be your peace. Honestly, I still struggle with releasing my feelings to him. It may be my pride or my stubborn heart, but I know that in times when I have confided in his grace, I have felt most free. Remembering and leaning into God's faithfulness allows for an unimaginable amount of growth and light to come into our lives. Every time that we meet with him, our relationship and bond with him strengthens in return. He helps to provide clarity in our lives even when we don't recognize his presence. If you feel uncertain, just ask. As my dad always says, it never hurts to ask the question. Therefore, I wanna take just a few moments and give you all the opportunity to reflect and ask God for clarity for any of your personal uncertainties that you may be facing. This small time for prayer is for you to open your heart to Christ and ask him for any guidance or peace for your uncertain situation and or feeling. This could be uncertainty in school, this could be uncertainty in relationships, anything at all. So we're just gonna take a couple of minutes here.
Okay, we're going to continue on, but I hope you guys were all able to express your thoughts, and I pray that you receive the clarity that you guys need. So speaking of uncertainty, let's talk about the future. As you know, I'm a psychology major, which basically means that every job ever aligns with my field in one way or another. And this has led me down a countless number of paths. Within counseling alone, there seems to be an, almost an infinite number of potential categories of jobs for me to choose from. You have mental health counseling, career counseling, grief counseling. I can go on and on. However, there are also occupational therapists, rehabilitation therapists, social workers, human resources. You, get, you guys get the idea. I would love to say that I have a secure idea of what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But if you might have guessed it, I am incredibly uncertain about what I'm going to be doing in the next five months, let alone the next 50 years. With that being said, I have accepted this uncertainty and actually turned it into something exciting. I can be anything that I want to be. I feel like I've almost fallen back into my childlike state where I look at jobs and envision myself on the first day. I do, however, know a few things. One, I want to make a difference on an individual basis with people. Two, I want to work in a setting with supportive and compassionate peers. Three, I want to live in Texas, otherwise known as a place with more sunshine than clouds. And four, I want to feel more comfortable and connected in my relationship with Christ. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Well, Nicola, that's not very specific at all. Yeah, I know. If you would have spoken to me three weeks ago, you would have seen a panicked look on my face. However, this uncertainty and anxiety has become one of my most favorite things to talk about. The future is scary, that's a fact, but it can also be so exciting. I'll be in a new state with no friends, other than my sister. I, I will have no softball. I'll be going into a new adventure that could end one of two ways. Either the best time of my life, or the worst, and you'll see me back in Washington rain in about four months. I'm personally rooting for the first one, I will say. With that being said, my mindset about this uncertainty did not start in such a positive light. Rather, it was the opposite. I would think and contemplate a lot of different questions. Like, what if I fail? What if I make no friends? What if it does not live up to my expectations? What if I don't live up to my own expectations of myself? All of these thoughts swirled around in my head. Every free moment of my time was riddled with thoughts of failure and fear of the what ifs. I was wasting so much time and energy on the unknown. I then asked myself, why am I worrying about things that I'm not even sure will happen? Have any of you guys ever done this? Worried about the future and what it holds, all while losing sight of the goodness right in front of you? I'd become so consumed in the uncertainty of the future that I had neglected the moments in front of me. I realized that this cycle needed to change. So I began to work on flipping my mindset and being more positive about the uncertainties that lie ahead. Truthfully, a lot of the concerns, fears, and anxiety about the situation transitioned when I began confiding in Christ. He helped me to achieve this more positive and hopeful outlook compared to the fearful one that I had before. Jesus is an all-powerful healer, and he has the ability to heal more than just the physical components of ourselves. He has the power to heal the mind. He has the power to heal, heal the spirit. And he has the power to help heal the mindset of a person and turn it into a more positive one. Having a positive mindset makes a major difference in so many aspects of life. And having a positive relationship with God is a huge help in achieving this goal. In his book, The Light in the Heart, Roy T. Bennett states, instead of worrying about what you cannot control, shift your energy to what you can create. Finding joy and excitement in the world of possibilities rather than in the world of uncertainties 
was something that I've recently learned and I'm still trying to work on. In times of uncertainty, I encourage you to create a new perspective or mindset. I encourage you to shift your energy into a more positive and productive light. I encourage you to look to God for guidance in these moments of struggle. Focus on chasing those hopes and aspirations and turning them into a reality. The world is at your fingertips. Don't just wait and accept failure. Instead, go seize the day and make it the best, best that you can. Something that I've learned in softball is that you, you have to control the controllables. You have no say in the umpire's terrible strike zone or the heckling fans or any other terrible calls the umpires might make. But you do, however, have control over your effort and your attitude. Each day we are handed a number of situations, some of which are out of our control. God has a plan for each of our lives because we are never alone in his eyes. While a moment may come as a complete surprise to us, he has known that moment from the minute you were a twinkle in his eyes. Therefore, we need to trust him. We need to remember the hope and light that he brings into our lives and lean into this as we continue to live in an, in an uncertain yet exciting world. In conclusion, the world is your oyster. <laughs> if you're sitting here today feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or scared for the, what the future may hold for you, one, know that it is completely normal and okay to be scared. Uncertainty is scary, especially when we give it the power to be so. Your mind and belief in yourself are incredibly impactful. Jesus is there, waiting for you to reach out to him. He is present and wanting to help bring you some peace. For my concluding encouragement, I wanna highlight three things. First, work to create a space that inspires you. Second, work to create a space that makes you feel loved and supported. And third, work to create a space with Jesus at the center. I wanna thank the College of Social and Behavioral Sciences for giving me the opportunity to speak to you all today. This program in school has definitely helped to shape me into a more confident and educated person. Like I said, four years ago, if I would have been asked to do this, you would not see me up here on this stage. And I'm so thankful for the time that I've spent here. Thank you for your time, and I hope to see you all this Friday and Saturday at Bellevue College for Senior Weekend. Go Eags! <laughs>